Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Knowing is half the thing. Uh, we're already talking about this damn cartoon, and we're not making it uh, uh, on the air. So now I'm making it on the air. It's now on wow. the air. I'm wow. Robert I Price. said I was ready to go at like 7.30, and here we are starting barely before 8. No, I no. blame Robert Clark Chan. No, if you all want a peek behind the curtain, here's okay. what happens. No one, no one Gina, wants that. No one Gina wants that. Gina is ready all day. All day long, Gina <laughs> I could have said at 2 p.m., are you ready, Gina? She'd yeah, be like, I got my yeah, mic. It's on. Gina can meet whenever Gina wants to meet. 2 p.m., great. 3 p.m., 3.15, 4.15. So I am ready whenever. So at seven o'clock, I basically start looking at my Facebook chat, hoping one of the boys will say, I'm ready to go early. Now, usually that is something Ray will say. He'll usually say, I'll be ready a little bit early. Or he says, I'll be ready a little bit late. You never know with that fucker. And then what happens is since Chan doesn't watch the episode until the last possible second, because Mm -hmm. God forbid he takes 15 minutes of his lunch hour and then 15 minutes after he gets home, to watch the episode like the rest of us do. Yeah, I try and so, enjoy my life, and the less I have of this kind of thing, the better. <laughs> so then today, Ray said he was ready at 7.30. At 7.45, I sent a picture of a spider to the chat, knowing that that is the only thing that Robert Clark Chan fears. It's true. And he Bad said, okay, okay, Sanders, fine, apparently. I'm ready. Chan sent us the link, and then Ray wasn't ready, because it turns out Ray lied when he said he was ready at 7.30, so was he ready. wasn't ready at all. If Chan would have Chan would have put a, a a link to the recording at seven twenty five, I would have been right here at seven thirty. No, you said I will be ready at seven thirty, and then at seven forty five, you're like, oh, I got to set up my computer, I got to take it out to the garage, I got to do all this shit, which you could have done at seven twenty five. Yeah, yeah Gina, I meant I would be mentally ready. I didn't say that I would be like technically ready. This so is you at mentally ready. <laughs> I mean, it's the I got you Chan. are what wondering. Why this podcast has aged me in the eight years since we've been doing it. Uh, this is why. Uh, I would like to state for the record, uh, G- Gina's uh, statement that uh, the boys, as if this were still, uh, what, 2015, and uh, we were just all happy-go-lucky single dudes <laughs> oh who God. could just do a podcast at a drop of a hat, and oh. would because then that means that technically uh, we're not getting turned down for dates at that point. Good we're point. Doing something constructive. Uh, by now, now as aged old men, we have uh, uh, children. So we're dads, which is different from boys. And they have, we have different responsibilities. Chan, Chan, I'm just so tired all the time. There's Listen, also you, you fuckers are the ones who roped me into this podcast. <laughs> you, so I will say you pulled what is called a bait and switch and is not legal in the U.S. I mean, Wait I feel a minute. like it, it was like a six year bait and switch. So like, thank you. We spread that out long enough. It it's doesn't matter. We we signed a contract <laughs> and then all of a sudden you guys are bad at time management. Here's Gina buying a car, and then eight and a half years later, she goes back to the dealership saying, you lied to me. You said this car would work. It's like, Gina, you you put a 250,000 miles on it. Yeah, and I bought it from you. No one puts 250,000 miles on a car in eight years in L.A., first of all. Man, I, don't I know. feel like your version of bait and switch is that, like, we, we, we put the... Uh, um, like the food in one of those box traps where you like hold a rope, 
and you go in <laughs> and then you eat the food and then you hang out for like three and a half years. And then we come back. You're like, why are you still? I mean, I, I don't really want to pull on this rope, but like, would you, would you just go, go? And you're still there. Like, I want more food. I'm like, all right. And pull Man. the rope. And you're like, you had a shot. You had your chance to go. So your point is that I should have quit as soon as either one of you got married or had a kid. It probably would have been a very smart thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should have quit. <laughs> that was when my time stopped being uh, uh, all th- a thing to fill and uh, more a thing to treasure. Anyway, we're talking about Archie's mysteries this week. Uh, thank speaking you. Speaking of time, speaking of time, treasured, treasured, yeah, and is <laughs> wasted. Uh, Are you talking about the fact that we the... watched this episode at all? I okay. Look, it's uh, okay, Chad. You 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 defend this. It is what it is. Like it, it didn't make me mad. There are shows that we have watched, uh, and you know, I think we can all attest to there are things that genuinely make us sad to be alive. And this one wasn't that, but it was just um, deeply mid. Yeah, it was know, very man. mid, but also here's my beef with it. It's not a Halloween episode. It is a show with like a mildly like the, the whole monster. show. No, the whole show is this is this mildly spooky premise, uh, which does not a Halloween episode make. And, uh, and that's like a real amateur move picking this Halloween. for one of our coveted Halloween spots. Halloween is a mildly spooky thing. To start with. So that is, it is exactly in the correct tone. Two, what do you want? What What's the, what's the show that you want? What's the big fancy suggestion that you have that's going to blow I, our I, socks listen, off? I sent a suggestion of the X-Men Halloween special. We've done X-Men like eight times already. Not the we Halloween know. special. Also, I'm happy to find other actual Halloween specials instead of just a show where it might, at some point, maybe something scary might happen. Like Wait, we, might, this is, we might as you, well do like a, a fucking Brady Bunch episode where like the dog gets lost and people are scared. Are do you want a genuinely terrifying cartoon? Because, spoiler alert, <laughs> they don't make those for children. No, I want a Halloween special of a cartoon. I don't want a cart. Like, you could have picked you could have picked any episode of this cartoon. That's yeah. not okay. a Hall- Halloween special. So this is, this is where we find ourselves. This is what we were arguing about for 20 minutes before Chan demanded we start the show. And, in fact, started it on his own again. <laughs> he did. I did. Uh, which is, uh, this is from a patron, uh, Aaron Mills. Thank you very much for suggesting Archie Mysteries. It's, uh, it's we a good love, call. We love doing uh, Patreon patron suggestions for the show. What is at odds here is that Robert Clark Chan chose to do this during the Halloween season Halloween instead episode. of a Halloween actual episode. Which, but 100%. by the way, this is the second time he's done this. He did this with another pa- Patreon suggestion. 
And we yelled at him then and said, this isn't. And he said, oh, well, I was just doing a, a patron suggestion. And we specifically said to him, those can wait until after our Halloween. And he blames you, Ray, because you wanted to rush through G.I. Joe. Yeah. What and was I that say, about? That was, that was not even there, good. There's, there's room for everything. Like we could have yeah. done G.I. Joe. Those, those Patreon suggestions can wait. They know how we do things. They know how we do things. And that's why happens, they should not. Gina, they should not expect Halloween episodes in October. Uh, that's we'll get exa- them in February exactly. when we, we do should. them. <laughs> we, because our fans are our biggest fans, we definitely need to punish them for knowing as much <laughs> as they do about us. <laughs> Listen, I guarantee you, no one is suggesting non like they they these were suggested months ago. We didn't get around to them, and then Chan tried to cram a non Halloween into a Halloween. This is spooky. Thank you. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry we didn't get uh, Friday the 13th of the animated (laughs) series for you. Wait, is that a thing? I would totally watch that. Saw the animated series. Dude, don't tease me, There are like 8 billion Halloween specials of real cartoons that exist. They're so bad. We've done all of the palatable ones now False. we're down to like the weird mormon ones first and... of all when did we ever want palatable ones we like <laughs> the bad we prefer the bad ones so i don't know what you're talking about and and second that doesn't mean so like next year when you're when you're trying to stuff you know a a mildly spooky episode of the animated sabrina the teenage witch series and say to say well this is a halloween thing because it's a witch mild stuffed witch i just i just looked up because i was curious with the 10 most scary or in this case referred to as the darkest uh, (laughs) cartoons only to find out gina wrote on all of them what regular shows on this list Uh, (laughs) powerpuff girls is on this list that's what's happening (laughs) gina's trying to work it yeah. Have more episodes Listen, like me on there. I will say, I will say, a regular show did a Halloween special every year. I helped write one of them. They are mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. Let's just do. Uh, let's just do that Castlevania show or something. If we're really trying to go for it, I mean. Because none of these cartoons are scary. Mummy's Alive is on this list, for God's sake. Uh, but I'm telling you, if there was a Halloween special of Mummy's Alive, then we could watch that. But we can't just watch Mummy's Alive and pretend that's a Halloween show. I feel I like think, a Halloween, I think we, yeah, a I Halloween think episode of Mummy's Alive would be just a normal episode. That <laughs> yeah, exactly. On. They, they don't do anything spooky. They like take off their, their mummy wrappings or just like hanging out at a beach somewhere. But I'm also a little bit disappointed because I know Robert Clark Chan walks a, watches a lot of the dark anime, and I am astounded that he would actually say no cartoon shows are actually scary. Uh, you watch that anime, Chan, please. Uh, I haven't watched any of that stuff in a long time is the problem. Mm. I keep seeing th- I haven't even watched Death Note. I feel like it's I not see that good. memes and I'm like, OK, I, I see what they're doing here. Unpopular uh, opinion. That show, after about a handful of episodes, gets real draggy real quick. In my opinion, oh, is wow. it because uh, because you can only write so many write so many notes about death before they get repetitive? Um, okay, I'm gonna tangent really quick. My biggest problem with the show is that you have your hero, who's actually like an antihero with this demon who kills people, right? And he's supposed to be like the smartest, the smartest 
protagonist of all time, right? And then his uh, his foil, his enemy, his antagonist is this detective looking into all the people who are dying from his death notes, who is like also the smartest character in the history of fiction. So he got two Sherlock Holmeses, and there was one scene that jumped the shark where they're playing a tennis match against each other. Why? Because the detective thinks in the back of his mind, there's a 1% chance that this kid could be the killer. So therefore he must follow it up. And then they play a tennis match where based on how they're playing, it's back and forth in their narrative heads as the one kid goes, okay, I'm going to hit the ball, but I'm going to hit it half as good as I could because if I hit it too good, he'll probably figure out I'm the killer. Hit other detective guy. Hmm. I could tell he hit that ball about half as hard as he could. That's really interesting. I wonder if he did that because he was afraid if he hit the ball as hard as he could that I would figure out that he was the killer. Does that mean he could be the killer? I'm going to hit it back softly, and I'm just like, what in the hell is happening here? This is atrocious <laughs> writing. This is a bad show. Now I want to watch it. They do that for like eight minutes, and I swear <laughs> to God, I just wanted to scream, let this be over. I would rather watch Hulk Hogan's show than another episode of Death Note. Rock and wrestling? Absolutely. What, the, the reality show? I, I would watch the Hulk Hogan sex tape before I watch another episode of Death Note. Well, yeah, you do like using the N word a lot. So that makes sense. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, sir? So um, I'm going to actually start the show. We're talking about Archie's weird mysteries. Uh, this is, oh, okay, here we go. This explains a lot. This was made by Deke, of course. But but in in uh, this is like this. So this is like a French cartoon. So it was Deke yes. made it with a French company. So it's not pure Deke. It's got a little French in it. It's true. It's Le Studio Tex. It's got a French cut. What is amazing <laughs> about this is that it was shown on the PAX network in October of 99. So uh, Halloween. The and what? it was often shown with infomercials bookending each side of the program. The what? The the, PAX? the, the uh, PAX uh, network. K yeah. Pax. It's a movie starring beloved uh, beloved actor. actor Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Kevin uh, Spacey. I haven't man. checked the news recently, but I'm pretty sure he's still. <laughs> I haven't checked the news since 2004. <laughs> uh, still good. Okay, so Pax TV was similar to UPN or the what is it? The CW. Oh, you shut your mouth! What are wow. you? Are you? Did you just? Did you just besmirch black people and teenagers everywhere in one in sentence? That it was it was a Johnny come lately. It started in 1998 after all the networks had already been established and it was looking to carve a piece of the pie. Uh, it later became Ion Television. So that's what it is. It is Ion Television now. Okay. And originally it was 44 owned and operated station with 20 network affiliates all throughout the country. Uh, you know, so they just gobble up these UHF stations. Uh, that are all independent and could use an influx of cash, and and Pax TV was a thing. Obviously, if they only showed a lot of infomercials, they weren't much of a thing. Not great. Not a great business model. They didn't have quality programs like House of Buggin'. Uh, House, of Bu <laughs> House of Buggin' is great. <laughs> she and I are both just trying to figure out how to navigate that. <laughs> Uh, you know me i like to leave a hand grenade and uh, drop a hand grenade and leave the room <laughs> um anyway that is what ion television slash pax tv is archie's weird mysteries as as gina uh, said that she that they are it's a french show it's archie i don't know a ton about archie what i'm reading here is 
Uh, I'm sure this is the deal. Riverdale High is a magnet for B-movie style monsters. Hold on. Do you not know about the character Archie? I am yeah, aware I'm of Archie this as, as well. What is happening right now? This How, is like, like one of them. Red Archie comic. Who reads Archie comics? No, no, but you have to know of the character. Oh, I totally, I totally know him. Yeah. Surroundings and like the Betty and Veronica Jughead and all of yeah. that. And I'm familiar with them in the way anybody would be who went to a supermarket in the 1980s. I mean, also, there was just a fairly popular show surrounding this called Riverdale. Also, we know people who currently write Archie comics. Do we seriously? Yeah. yeah J- Jordan Morris, old uh, old mutiny coach uh, and my current co-worker at New Rockstars just wrote a couple of great Archies. One's a horror Archie. Also, like Archie okay. had a whole spinoff where it was like horror archies like they do a lot with this it's also part gina, of the sabrina universe gina, hold on let, let i'll i'll stick a uh, uh stick a nail in this one there was an archie versus punisher comic and if you yes. don't know that ray yes you have failed on every level what's really funny about this is i was just sitting here waiting for gina to end her thought so i could say oh i remember archie versus punisher I, I mean, I'll take it as long as you remember. It's a huge property. It's a, it yeah. is a huge. The thing is, it's a huge property. I just don't know who's into it. Uh, I, I think of Archie as being a very, very old comic. And I know that they've rebooted it a bunch of times and it's had success. I just, I just I never hear anybody saying that, man, you see that Archie show? I, I mean, just, yes, you know. absolutely. Yeah. Riverdale was big enough that people yeah. were basically saying, hey, you watch that Archie show? Pretty yeah. cool, huh? I mean, I, what, you, you sound like you're se- like 79 years old right now, Ray. Yeah. No, if I was 79 uh, years old, I'd be talking about that Archie comic. I, I mean, Or if you were 15 years old, you'd be talking about that it, Archie this show. Is the problem. This is the problem. Born too late to enjoy Archie comics. Born too soon to enjoy Archie television shows. Gen X, ladies and gentlemen. That's, I mean, here's the thing. I didn't watch the show either, so Thank I, you. I, I can't why, say, like, why are you how getting, dare you've not I, watched it. I watched it. it. Oh, but you're a millennial. <laughs> Was, you always claim that you are because you want to seem younger than you are. Who? <laughs> Me? I've never once claimed to be a millennial. How oh dare you? my God. We had a whole debate about it, and you tried to say, well, I'm an elder millennial. I never and, said that. What uh, a bit. Wait a minute. This is think, a conversation with a different you think person. Has, who do you think has a better memory, Ray? I know that I would never accuse myself of being a millennial. I am 100% Gen Xer. I've always nope. been a Gen Xer. I am a happy baby Gen Xer. I would never mm-hmm. argue that I was an elder Weird. millennial. No, nope, nope, nope. Because I am at the tail end of the Gen X age, which means since you're younger than me, you are a millennial. He, I am absolutely. I was born. <laughs> how dare you, Chan? This is driving me insane because we already had this debate. Ray tried to claim he was a millennial and he said, well, the cutoff is 1980. And I said, that's false. The cutoff is 1981. And you said, well, you know, like it depends on which site you're looking at. Sometimes like like these things, uh, (laughs) those things are accurate. But I was not born in 1980 or 81. I was born before that. So there's no point. I would never have argued I was an elder millennial. That's my only point. Okay. Agree to I know disagree. Better. There's very few things I know, Gina. And if I'm arguing this one this hard, I must know this. 
Not necessarily. That's a lie. But the point I'm trying to make is Archie's Mysteries. You guys remember House of Buggin? <laughs> Dude, how good was House of Buggin? I have no idea. I never watched it. I never watched it either. I just know it was on like after In Living Color. You guys like remember Living Color, the band? <laughs> uh, in Living Color turns out very problematic show. Look in my eyes. What do- I did a I was looking for a missing episode, uh, missing uh, sketch from SNL that was um, uh, it was someone playing David, it was someone playing David Lee Roth, which led me to that old Dana Carvey recurring sketch. Uh, Ching Chang. Oh, no. Where he it was exactly what it sounds like. It was a wildly racist Chinese caricature played by Dana Carvey about a guy who loves his chicken, living chicken, (laughs) like like I make uh, Kung Pao chicken. Like this dude is in love with chickens as pets. And I had I had wiped it out of my memory. Oh, yeah. Because when Gonzo did it, you didn't bat an eye. You know what? If Gonzo sounded like, oh, very nice of you, oh, I like your food, <laughs> then yeah, I would have had the same problem. Problems. Now, but this actually done. reminds me, Robert Clark Chan, um, you vowed never mm-hmm. to do a certain TV show on this program. I brought it up to you like four or five years ago when I found Was out it, it existed. Was it a Halloween special that he vowed never to do on this program? Because then that tracks. Never, I mean, never again. It's a good point. Maybe I could get him to do it during a Halloween uh, season. <laughs> um, but one of our listeners, one of our patrons, I believe, uh, asked us, when are we going to do the amazing Chan clan gang? Yes. From the oh, 1970s, wow. I believe. And wow. I had to unfortunately tell them that uh, we will never do this show unless Robert Clark Chan gives us permission. We have to respect his wishes. <laughs> Bother Robert Clark Chan on Twitter. Oh, wait. Chan, did you yeah. see this on Twitter? Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think it I might have been Sir Moxford that. I think that I saw somebody uh, post that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Maybe it'll be all of y'all's Christmas present. Mm. That would um, be a nice. The people demand it. The people demand it. If all three but of us also, like took turns making the other two watch something that we just want to watch, Jesus Christ, be a good Christmas. This it's starting to sound like Saw the animated series. Chan picks like the uh, the the, the <laughs> tennis the tennis match episode of Death Note makes me watch it again. <laughs> I make Chan watch the Chan Clan Gang, and Gina just. Picks a goddamn Halloween episode. Yeah, because I'm the best. I'm the best of us. <laughs> Honestly, this kind of sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> this is <laughs> so. This is the punishment series. <laughs> this whole show is a punishment series. Yeah, I know. That yeah, means we, we have to like really step up our game, which is uh, yeah, be something. All right, listen. This Archie show is a ghost show, like Scooby Doo. Uh, where they solve uh, mysteries uh, that are uh, magical or spooky in nature. I, I just wrote here, I don't really get Archie. I know it's a thing. Uh, we've Ugh, discussed that already. Stop saying it. It's making me mad. This opens with nature being fully disturbed and a sandworm appears 
So immediately, the show wants you to know there is a real sandworm. Yep. So there's no actual mystery, no mystery in Archie's mysteries. Well, weird mysteries means that it's uh, uh, one of those uh, my- mystery- mysteries of nature. But that, but the whole episode is them trying to figure out what's going on under the ground. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's just weird that they they give up the goose thirty seconds into the episode, and the characters spend the next fifteen of twenty minutes not knowing what's going on. I don't know. I mean, there's two. There's like that's because there's two different ways to tell a story. It's either the audience is in on it and knows something that the characters don't, or the audience isn't in on it and they just chose. It's not. It's not like I think you probably read the Wikipedia page say comparing it to Scooby Doo and ex- expected one thing. Also, oh, no. I'll say you you know that this is like a weird cheap show when you yes. look at like the voice actors and recognize no one. Nobody. I all I know is that every time they went for the uh like monster voice it just sounds like a guy going rawr, rawr. <laughs> yeah. like, there yeah. is yeah. Frank Welker. I know what it should have been Frank Welker. Dude, also, also there's like a Welker. weird thing throughout this episode. Cause they're in the town of Riverdale. Uh, and again, you know, there, there, Archie has crossovers with many things, but it's in the same universe as Sabrina. So Sabrina often crosses over. It's not like an abandoned town, and yet there we see like four people for this entire episode. They are in the middle of town. Yes. Well, uh, some, a, a portion of the time they're in Old Town, which is like some sort of ghost town that exists. You know, like just like. No, right they're going to turn mind? it into like a shopping center. It's got to be like. Sorry, go ahead, Gina. Sorry. No, I'm <laughs> saying like at one point they're like driving on main roads. They're like, and like Archie's dad is like, come on, we got to go to our dance for the town. And it's like, what town? Is everyone dead here? Like what's happening? Why are there? This and is- it's like, you can tell it's a Deke show because they were probably like, don't waste money drawing more people. I, I just mean- want to yell at Chan because one of the episodes, there were 40 episodes of this made mm-hmm. and episode 33 is literally, literally called Halloween of horror. Uh-huh. And that's Damn not the one Chan. we're doing. Why? Here's why? The thing. What is wrong? Uh, when I was in like uh, the sixth grade, my mother took me to see Lair of the White Worm. Uh, so when I Ugh. saw that there's going to be a white worm in this thing, I was like, hells yeah, let's see what this is all about. Like, we literally have Ship of Ghouls. Something uh-huh. is haunting Riverdale High. Damn it, Mega Ball of Horrors. Monster mm-hmm. in the Night. Zombies of Love. Yeah. Uh, Curse of the Mummy. The Haunting of Riverdale. Any of these would have been better mm-hmm. choices, but one literally has Halloween in the title. I mean... Worms is cool, man. Uh, Sorry. Dune. It's a Dune I, thing. You know, this is a Dune thing. Said... Just admit it. No, if, we, if we said this is the if we said the title, the title is The Day the Earth Moved, which is a nice play on the famous movie, 1951 movie, The Day the Earth Stood Still, which was then remade in, in the 2000s, uh, which you can now watch on Tubi. But so I, I had high hopes because this is kind of a this is kind of a smart title, at least. All I'm going to say is that. uh Lair the White Worms, great film. It's got Ken Russell. He's the director. <laughs> it's got Peter Capaldi. It's got the 12th Doctor in it, like back before he was a thing. Hugh Grant shows up at some point. I don't hardly remember, but it's a great, <laughs> great film. You should check it out. 
I mean, of the day the Earth moved was a 1974 ABC movie of the week about not being prepared for earthquakes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did they tell uh, people to get under their desks? It's like, you know, nobody believed it till it was too late. Earthquakes, the day uh, the Earth moved. But also, this entire episode is a ripoff of the movie Tremors. And I yes. will point out exact moments where it's where it's Tremors. There was a whole bunch of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I mean, that's all I could think of. There's a part where the tremor worms go. Row, row. <laughs> that? I remember that's my favorite part is when they show the, the worms and tremors in the first 30 seconds. And then it takes an hour for anybody to figure out that there are worms in this story. <laughs> oh, wait. I mean, just the other day I was uh, home. Uh, I was I was uh, went out of town. So I was somewhere where there were no cats. And I heard a noise that in ordinary circumstances, I would ascribe to a cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, like in a horror movie, it would definitely be the killer coming up to stab me in the face. And I understood that. And I thought to myself, oh, boy, I bet I'd do really poorly if I were in a horror film because I would uh-huh. do exactly what people do in horror films, which is just like, beep, 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 beep. this is a totally normal thing. And then I get stabbed. By by the horror monster. Yeah, but um, those people mm-hmm. don't know they're in a horror film. You have the advantage of knowing that they're in a horror film. Well, nobody knows they're in a horror film until they get stabbed by the yeah, horror that, monster. That's the problem. So nobody... What, why, why would Archie's first thought be, there's a giant uh, white worm that sounds like a 40-year-old <laughs> man with uh, uh, emphysema? Well, I can tell you, Chan, because 32 times before this... He mm-hmm. dealt with zombies. Mm-hmm. He dealt with mysterious curses. Mm-hmm. Veronica became 50 feet tall. There was a mummy. Ray, uh, you've werewolf. never watched uh, The X-Files, have you? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I'm I just mean, saying, like, it does not Billy left field. Can, can be fooled that many times, <laughs> what makes you think that you're... You know what? I take it all back. You're right. You, you invoke Jillian Anderson. I just have to bow. Agreed. That's a fact. Um, okay, so uh, the, we know there's a thing. Nature's disturbed. It's the first uh, day of spring. So Archie's dad says it's time to put on a skirt. I mean, kilt. That was a constant joke. They, it's, a, it's like the people who yeah, wrote this, this... the Archie show just suddenly discovered that kilts were a thing. Also, this is like this is this was from 1999 to 2000. Come on, this dude. like this. I mean, it's it's. So it's so late to be making a ha ha ha. What's that? Like, yes. I mean, you know, if anyone who's seen National Lampoon's European Vacation knows what a kilt is. Yeah. This is a deeply limp biscuit response. I feel like uh, this was the time uh, and the mood was still uh, very broy new metal. And so anything that looks even remotely like a like it could just be like baggy sh- sh- shorts that are too baggy. And like, oh, your skirt, you wear it, your girl. In ah, 99, you think in 99, there were like metal bands wearing kilts in 99. Yeah, now, I think by 99 Ford, it was over. And they were doing that uh, earlier than that. But I'm saying that then uh, then there was a bit of a because Woodstock 99. That's where I feel like is peak uh broy awfulness 
I don't know. To me, doing kilt jokes like this in 99 is a bit like making I don't understand chopsticks jokes in 2023. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, for once, I agree with Ray. I think, I think Thank 99. You. I did it. Especially because it's like, it's such an ongoing thing that no one oh, knows God. what a kilt is. It's so mm. weird. And also, like, it's this, even, even within this world that they set up where, like, everyone in town is like, why are you wearing a skirt? Like within this world, it's established that once a year, yeah, since the since the development of this town, someone has worn a kilt and done this dance in like the center of town by the big bell. Mm-hmm. So you mean to tell me that none of these people have like know what a kilt is? It's just insane. It's, it's and bizarre. the jokes are not even good. Like no. if I mean, it, it a- would be worth it if it was like you know. I don't know. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Gina's about to come up with the killer <laughs> skirt joke. I'm waiting on it. Let's hear no, it. No, I was going to say, like, it's 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 worth an outdated joke to me if it's, like, really funny. No, I'm ready to hold, to grind this show to a halt to wait on Gina's amazing kilt <laughs> slash skirt joke. Yeah, what's so funny about a dude wearing a skirt, Gina? I mean, something like, don't cry over kilt milk. How do you like that shit, boys? Wow. That is... I don't know. I feel like you could have gone with spilt kilt. <laughs> and it, and it, it would have been, I mean, you know what? Half of one, six dozen of the other. I, Gina, here's the deal. I accept your, your presentation. <laughs> um, now, uh, I just wrote this note here. Are all the windows in all the buildings supposed to be horribly broken? Or are no, those meant oh no, to be No, no, that's shadows? from the earthquake. That's from the earthquake, Ray. The earthquake no, hasn't no. happened yet. These are dilapidated buildings we yeah, find out is- later. This is old town. Yeah. But which we is... see some of them break at some point. Uh, well, he breaks the, the, the worm breaks the entire town, but it's just, they're here. And it kind of reminded me of uh, what's the post-apocalyptic, maybe brave star or something uh, where we watch where it's like all the, uh, there were like broken windows all over. And I thought I spoke at the time. I thought it was cool. World building uh, that they had neon signs next to broken windows. I don't know what show was that, but um, Blade Runner. It was Blade Runner, ladies and gentlemen. That famed cartoon show that we watched here on Knowing Is Half the Podcast. Dude, Blade Runner, the animated series, was pretty decent. I'm not going to lie. Oh, not, now I don't know if that's real or not. <laughs> God damn it. Um, it turns out, uh, no, I just wrote it because it looked like it's just a weird design choice. Because I could have justified in my brain that those were reflections of trees and whatnot just to give some like texture to the side of the building. There's but no, no texture in deep cartoons. Oh, Oh, I know. I gave him too much credit. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I didn't know it was Deke at the time, to be fair. Um, yeah. And so and so all the these buildings are all condemned, basically. Why yeah. we're even here? Why we're even here to ring a bell? Like the, the town is correct to raise all of these buildings, take the valuable stuff <laughs> from inside and destroy this part of town. This part of town was already destroyed. Yeah, I mean that that is a problem because when they're like, "Yeah, we're going to tear this down and put up a mall," I'm like, "I agree." Like, yeah. I'm not uh, necessarily one for malls, but like, this is a shithole and like dangerous, literally. Yeah. And I I just went back and checked, and this was pre earthquake. All of those windows were broken pre earthquake. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. This yeah. is just a, a a filth hole, and it's weird that I guess the previous year they still held this festival yeah. like a, some sort of city festival. Um, and then for some reason, all of a sudden, like he's the only one left that does it. 
It's weird. Um, it's a weird. They're they're not doing a good job setting up their own premises. It's not not great. Not um, great. Now they do say that they're they're doing a dance. Archie and his father are doing a dance with the kilts on the front steps of this condemned building where there's a bell in the tower. And I did appreciate his friend. Uh, I forget which one said it. I'm gonna assume Betty. And she, they're and Jughead's just like, hey man, we got. Uh, uh, they're wearing those weird skirts. They're dancing around doing a Scottish rap song. Thought that was funny. Uh, what, what was it? But then uh, it was good enough. Good enough for this show. And then Betty says, you know what, guys? Let's not make him feel weird. Let's just pretend we've seen this before. And I was like, that is a good friend. <laughs> that is an honest to god good friend right there. Uh, I, I I appreciated her in that moment. It uh, felt like it was supposed to be a character moment of some type, but I couldn't yeah. figure out what the character was because it's kind of weird to say it in that way. Um, not so much like, oh, you know, this is a, a this is a tradition of theirs, and it's weird, but let's you know, like, let make him feel good about it. It's just sort of like let's just ignore it. You know, like if someone was like, oh, dude, he's got a huge booger on his nose. We should tell him. You're like, no, let's just pretend like it's normal. I'm like, hey, everybody has boogers on the side of their nose right now. Uh, uh, it happens all the time. Okay. It's fair. Sign my petition. That is fair. I mean, that's fair to me. Uh, I also like the gang wants to save Old Town. And I'm just, no, why? Betty wants to save Old Town. Why? Like, the tear it down. Do give a I shit. Even, I don't even care if you put a Chick-fil-A here at this point. Let's get these shithole buildings out of here. Ray hates um, gay people. Print it. <laughs> Veronica specifically says she did not know uh, that that was what was going to happen. She's just there uh, to give Betty a ride, which kind of begs the question, like, what does she have on you that you would be willing to drive her like that for. Oh, Chan, oh, this is the nineties we're talking about here. What are you talking about? Just an excuse, any excuse to get out of the house when you have nowhere to go and nobody wants to talk to you. Yes. I would love to drive you to this dilapidated bell building. This doesn't seem like a good idea at all. And, and why is she there to collect signatures in the most ghosted area of Riverdale? I'm telling you, there are supposed to be people around. They just didn't draw them. I mean that that could very well. I, I'm I'm on board with that. That is ridiculous. You know what? Every if they made the plot sh- falls down. If the premise of the show was it was a haunted ghost town and you just didn't see all the uh, all the people because they were all dead, that would be a pretty good show. I would watch that. That'd be a better Halloween episode. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I mean, the Halloween um, episode would just be totally normal, like all all the people walking around like usual. Well, that's like, the other part that really bothers me is because Betty's running, and this is just this is this is this would be a complaint about quote unquote liberal uh, slacktivists, is that Betty is going around uh, trying to collect signatures to save Old Town instead of you know repairing the buildings or preserving anything here. Oh, um, you wanted to pick up that bell and carry it somewhere to be safe. Or maybe like repair all of the uh, broken windows with her. Uh, uh, does she have a sheet glass company? Is that? I, I would just argue these people are all fabulously wealthy. Um, to be fair, Archie has been in the town. His family has been in the town for at least four generations. Because dude was saying like, oh, is it my father? My father's yeah. father and father's father's father. father. Uh, so they're clearly wealthy. 
I think so. I'm just like, instead of doing nothing but feeling good, do something, even if it's not enough. That's all. Is that weird? Mm, for a kid's cartoon, probably. Oh, all right. Well, never mind then. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Make no mistake. Jack Slater is the last action hero. Jack, it's Benedict and his Rottweiler. Okay, Ripper, let's bring down the house. Whack! Whack! <laughs> Big mistake. Hang on, Danny! We go up, he comes down. Ah! Now you're in the doghouse. Last Action Hero Police Station. You put it together. Figure sold separately. New from Mattel. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Okay, earthquake happens. Yay! No, it's not an earthquake. It's a weird mystery because there are no fault lines underneath Old Town. Dun, dun, dun. You know what? I'll buy that. That makes sense why he would think it was a mystery. Uh, because, yeah, we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, uh, they haven't started fracking yet. So, obviously, it's going to be a ghost or whatever. Giant uh, uh, sperm worm. I mean, he's right. Yeah. Sperm worm. How dare you? It looks pretty uh, filthy. I don't know. They, they do a, a flashback where Jughead puts his head in a rock tumbler, and I don't mm-hmm. know. I didn't like that at all. I mean, Jughead, if, if you, like every other person on the planet, knew anything about Archie <laughs> comics, you would know that Jughead does this kind of stuff all the time. Now, is he is, that stupid, though? That's I Jar Jar level. Peg him for being, like, put your head into... I mean, a he, rock he, tumbler while it's going stupid. He just does stuff because he wants to. It's not It's not even necessarily because he's stupid. He's just kind of like, what would happen if I did this? Like, he probably knows it would hurt, but didn't realize it would hurt that bad. I don't know. I didn't. I just, it. I, I also did not care for this. Yeah, no. Okay, so we're going to take, take over uh, to Dilton. What a name. Dilton. What is this name? Dilton. Did, and gentlemen. did did they want to call him Dilbert, but couldn't get the rights to it? <laughs> I, I only thought the name is Dilton. Was how close were we f- of Dilbert being named Dilton? I feel like there's a there's an alternate universe or several where that is the case. His name is Dilton Doily. Yes. Uh, is, he's he's the smartest kid in town. He is. Yes, that is an accurate statement. Um, which begs the question, how dumb are the people in town? But. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. OK. Yes. OK. I no. Wait, no, that's incorrect. No, no. Um, I'm trying to find out if Dilton is an actual name. Dylan is no a shine. But yeah, Dilton no. Listen, a lot of names aren't names until they're made names. Peter Pan made Wendy. Uh, Wait, really? uh Dilton showed up in Archie comics. I would think you would like Dilton. I'm I'm looking him up on the Wikipedia right now, Chan, and he had his own huh. spin-off series uh where he was the focus of his own magazine titled Dilton's Strange Science. So he's a science jerk, Chan. Oh crap, Chan, you gotta like you gotta like Dilton now, unfortunately. Mm. You're best friends with Dilton. He's going to be the best man at your wedding. <laughs> um, I, it's kind of late for that. First off, Chan, bummer that you're having another wedding. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to let a few people know. Yeah, Listen, uh, it's uh, LA, man. Never, never rule anything out. This is Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, well, Dilton, he's the town nerd. He gets a seismometer to find hidden fault lines at Old Town just because we don't think there's any there. Obviously, these earthquakes are happening, so there's got to be something. He finds uh, uh, great seismic activity. Oh, it's an earthquake. My seismometer found an earthquake. No, Jughead just sneezed. Yeah, this I really hate it. <laughs> um, Jughead sneezes about a half dozen times, and each one literally jars the bowels of everyone in a five-mile radius. I'm not on board with this. It's also never explained. Like, it's not like they don't say at the beginning, like, oh, Jughead has a cold or like, like the only thing is at some point Dilton says, like, you should have taken a decongestant. But like, it's not it's not like, oh, my allergies are acting up. Like, it's not established that Jughead is like just always sneezes. So we're supposed to assume that this dude just on, on the same day that there are earthquakes sneezes so hard that it makes a fucking earthquake monitor go off. It's nonsense. Nonsense. I I thought that he was allergic to the worm because they sort of set it up. It never pays off. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Yeah. And it's just, it's a plot device they use a few times during the episode with no rhyme or reason to it at all. Not a fan. Uh, we also find out the very random fact that Riverdale soil used to be very fertile. I thought again that uh, the worms had deprived it, uh, depleted the soil. Oh, maybe uh, it's the other oh, way around. Maybe the worms tilled the soil. And when they started knocking, well, that's making sure the they spice. weren't there. That's the yeah. spice explanation. The spice oh, okay. comes from the worms. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, the worms could be eating the dirt and turning it into spice. Uh, <laughs> then everybody would have strange hallucinations. And I don't know, maybe mysterious things would happen in the town. Is that is that the plot of Dune 2? That's, is... that's the plot of straight up Dune, dude. Um, do you want... The plot of Dune 2 or the plot of Dune Messiah, which is the sequel to Dune? No. That would be Dune 2, yes. What, Dune Part 2? I really don't want any more Dune at all. Um, <laughs> I, I had enough. I had enough of it. Wow. Uh, I'm a huge Dune fan, but uh, I'm looking at those uh, that Dune Lego set, and I am not, yeah. not pleased. <laughs> yeah. But come on. Look at how crazy the Baron looks. Look, I... there is a very sad moment coming uh, very, very soon where Robert Clark Chan is hiding in a closet in his house, playing his Magic the Gathering uh, Doctor Who commander deck against uh -huh. his Magic the Gathering Dune commander deck and I, crying. I think Ray Ooh. only knows two things about you, Chan. <laughs> it's that you like Dune and that you like <laughs> Doctor Who. And Wait, he does he to talk about anything else? <laughs> to be fair, my uh, social media postings have been pretty sparse, <laughs> except for that sort of thing, which honestly is just laziness on my part. I'm just the only other thing jokes these days. I know one other thing about Chan, and that's he loves the Seahawks, but only when they're playing the Lions. That is true. That is very three things I know about Robert Clark Chan. <laughs> uh, don't worry, Chan. When I get the Fallout Magic: The Gathering Commander deck, I'll play with you. Mm-hmm. Great.
You were the one that said I need to buy magic cards. Yeah. You're playing at work or something. Yeah, I want to. Then all the people, the person I was going to play with moved away. Wait a minute. So did you not buy magic cards? I bought a whole bunch of magic cards. And now I'm just sitting on them, waiting for another opponent to appear. All right, Gina, now you have to, uh, when the supernatural magic set comes out, oh, okay, you got to okay. those and we'll play together. Okay. Man. Oh, please. They're going to make a Cartoon Network set at some point with all of the, the hits. With all of Gina's shows on it. It's, all ju- it's called Just <laughs> Gina's Shows. Just That's Gina's Shows. Set. Oh, good, good. Let's get some uh, Murphy Brown in there. Some unicorn. <laughs> the Murphy Brown magic set. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. If they made a Murphy Brown Magic the Gathering commander set, I would buy it immediately. 100%. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if they just did that for like a sitcoms of the 80s? You know, the Cheers commander deck. <laughs> the Family Matters commander deck. I'd buy Family Matters. Come on, Wizards of the Coast. Get your poop together. <laughs> like, if you're going to do this thing, go all in. Thank you. I'm going to ask the fans at home right now. I want you to message us on Facebook, Twitter, <laughs> wherever you can find uh, threads, ideally, even though we don't have our page there yet. But we will. Uh, I just want to say, what 1980s sitcom would you like them to do a Magic the Gathering? No, Commander any franchise for? whatsoever. It could be a sitcom. It could be uh, uh, like a, a a movie series or a comic book series. They're doing so many different uh, doing a lot uh, uh, crossover things now, and it's it's just weird and confusing and unpleasant. But at the same time, I just bought two hundred dollars worth of Doctor Who magic cards. So, like, who's the idiot here? It's not you. I'm going to say that right now. Not Watsy. Um. Anyway, Betty and Veronica go see the Bell at the museum. Uh, they want to save Old Town, so they go to the museum and start just rifling through all the artifacts behind the ropes. This very made normal. me very uncomfortable. Only it belongs in a museum. Fourteen-year-old <laughs> kids to go rifling through. Wait, what? Is, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to just start rifling through the books behind the ropes at the museum. Where is security? I mean, where is anybody? Where's where is literally a single second person to be drawn? I think the small group is actually dead and they haven't figured it out yet. And that's why that's really why weird things keep happening, because they're in some sort of purgatory. And that's why no one else is around. Look, I feel like Jacob's ladder situation here. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching the Masters of the Universe live action movie that takes place in like New York City or something. And there's no one. There is not one extra in that entire movie. Everywhere is empty. It's it's. If you haven't noticed, go watch the Masters of the Universe live action movie, and you'll see there are no extras. It's it's upsetting. Anyway, same here is what I'm trying to say. Uh, save money on security, I guess. But the problem is, all of your artifacts will be destroyed by Betty and Veronica. Bad move, museum. Not they find done. old newspaper clippings. Another thing I'm pretty sure they're not supposed to be putting their grubby hands on. They find out that earthquakes had happened previously a hundred years ago. Are we putting the pieces together yet? No. No, I'm not either. I'm very confused. Wait a minute. Was that the worm? 
Yeah, that's a later plot point, Chan, in this episode you just watched. What? Chan, the reason they ring the bell is to mimic the song of the worms. Wait, there was a bell in this? I swear <laughs> to God. The ringing of the bell compels you'd rem- you. The you'd remember the bell if it was in a Magic the Gathering deck, Chan. I would. Um... Ew! <laughs> that is the worm. That's the very, yes. very human worm. I don't, I don't much <laughs> care for that. Just ate a, uh, a a telephone booth. Yeah. So something big is. We're going back to old town. Something big is moving underground. The seismometer has disappeared. And then they see a hole and I'm like, oh, okay. The worm ate the seismometer because it was making noise. And then they point and go, oh no, the seismometer is over in this other spot that it shouldn't be now. And then it goes through another hole. And I'm like, did they, wait a minute. <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> uh, fun fact. Um, I had no idea that my <laughs> Zoom uh, podcast studio did that. Until a cat walked over it and stepped on one of the buttons. That was pretty. Oh my god! I thought that was a clip from the cartoon that I just forgot. Me too. Me too. I was (laughs) scrubbing through it looking for something, and I was like, "Wait a minute! What's? I didn't press any play. What happened? Oh, you would have soundboard this entire time and didn't tell us, Chan." Uh, yeah, why did you not, like you should be playing like fucking morning show Z one hundred? Like anytime Ray says something, just play right, fart hold noises. Hold on here, people. Oh my god, what is happening? I love it. I love it. I want each of us to have our own sound effect so that every episode when Rana says something stupid or awesome, we get our sound effect. Hold on, there's four of these things. Oh, an applause button. Oh, oh I deserve we that. Need to use okay. that. No. Damn. Hold on, there's one. Wait. A rim shot. Oh, oh perfect. Okay, come Ooh. on now. How could you not have tested this out earlier? Yeah, Chen, didn't we buy you this soundboard left. like three years ago? Like, what is happening? <laughs> the fun part is uh, those light, the, the buttons that those are, are big, red, and glowing. And I have I have ignored them this entire time. Everything about this is, is upsetting. Uh, okay, here's the deal. Uh, Dilton is stuck in a hole halfway down to his waist. The worm is pulling him down. The gang is pulling him back up again. I wanted gore here. I wanted I wanted there to be entrails and blood. Yeah, like his yeah. legs get his legs get pulled out pulled yeah. off, and then yes. he's got like a fucking you know, uh, uh, like Star Wars, uh, he gets sliced in half by Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. I wanted it. I wanted a Darth Maul moment here. Mm-hmm. Didn't get it. They Darth saved Ma- him. Darth Maul survived that, by the way. He got put back together. So yeah, He became a giant spider monster under the <laughs> earth. Um, it's, it's crazy how that show works. And he, he had weird burps, too, for some reason. <laughs> I was never clear why that was. Okay, so uh, they, they're trying to drive away from it. Uh, the car gets pulled into another sinkhole. They jump from the car as it gets pulled over. They figure out immediately that it's attracted no shit to noise vibrations. The car is thrown in the air and ruined because the worm can't digest it, I guess. Digested the phone booth just fine, so I don't know what the problem here is. Um, 
hold still. We're just going to hold still. And it works. Then Jughead inexplicably sneezes again. But the phone booth rings and it saves them from being eaten by the worm. Uh, Because uh, Betty and Veronica have the number to that random ass phone booth in Old Town that is somehow still operational. I think you forget what it was like living in the 90s when you didn't know how to get a hold of people. Yeah, yeah, Chad. Um, You millennials. I feel like (laughs) I do remember, and that's not how you did it. (laughs) If you didn't have the one one payphone at your school, if you didn't know the number of that one payphone, uh, I don't know what you were doing. And it didn't ring. A payphone is something the poor kids had to use. Sorry, Mm. go ahead, Chan. (laughs) It didn't ring. It had a little clicky noise that you had to listen really close for. Otherwise, you'd miss it. (laughs) But you were listening. Yes, because I was poor. Yes, exactly. I did the old collect call scam. (laughs) It's me. Pick me up. (laughs) We got a baby. It's a boy. We got a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> my favorite. That is, you know what? That is a commercial oh, that should get more attention than it does. I it liked it, and now, and now people probably wouldn't get it. <laughs> yes. Well, no. Collect calls don't really exist in the age of cell phones. <laughs> we ought to maybe eat the boy. The TikTok generation doesn't get it, you guys. No, they don't. They need to put um, it in an episode of Suits, and then they'll understand it. it. Oh, excuse me. It was a Geico commercial. Not a uh, okay for the kids at home who have no idea what I'm talking <laughs> no, about. This is this is about your one coworker. <laughs> <laughs> We're just bringing back all the hits today, aren't we? <laughs> um, I am. I am posting a uh, posted without comment till the ep drops. And here, <laughs> here you go, folks. For you youngsters, do we have to explain this, Alex? Okay, thirty seconds. There used, we didn't all have phones. You had a landline in your house and there were pay phones everywhere except they worked. Yeah, more often than they do now, which is never. Also, as part of this was you could make a collect call if you didn't have the coins to put in the slot to make the call. All of us were broke teenagers, so they would charge you like a buck 50 for what would be like a 25 cent phone call, but they charge you a buck 50 to uh, 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 and one eight hundred collect and all these other services started popping up to make cheaper collect calls. But essentially, you would say uh, uh, this is Ray, and then your mom would, oh, it's Ray. I will accept the charges of this call. They would get charged a buck fifty, and you would tell them that you need a ride to pick up. What you would do to get around the system is instead of saying your name, you would say come pick me up, and your parents would know what you were doing, and then they would not accept the charges. I feel like that was already too long. Uh, There are no children listening to this podcast. (laughs) Everyone here is old enough to remember that. And it was a wasted effort. You just described a lot of my life, Chan. (laughs) Yeah, I did. We had a baby eats a boy. We had a baby eats a boy. What a great commercial. (laughs) For Geico, that was when we used to have to have car insurance. Um, <laughs> why do you keep bringing up Geico? Because they were, that was the commercial. It was a Geico commercial. No, it wasn't because Geico's friggin' insurance. 
Yeah, but it was not a it was not a call. It was not a one eight hundred collect commercial. I just posted the thing. It was on like Twitter, how to Chan. save money, Chan, and Geico is oh, also a way Geico to save money. money. Right, 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 right. Okay, I got you. Yeah, it's a Geico that? commercial. I'm not saying use uh, Geico for all your collect call needs. I I am conflating it with the uh, uh, collect call commercial where the guy calls and it ends up going to like a beach phone somewhere and the guy picks up and goes what am I going to be like? What? Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't hear uh, sounds of re- remembrance. I don't remember that. that one at all, Robert Clark Chan. I have to but be it honest. Was. I, I also do not. I do also I remember though, the age up. of uh, you would you would put numbers in front of the number you were going to call to use somebody else other another company's long distance plan. You remember that? 10, 10, uh, 280 or something. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, because you're you're uh you would get charged like twenty-five cents a minute calling long distance all times of day or more. And so they would encourage you to put different numbers in front of it, I believe. So you would get 10 cents a minute and save a whole lot of money. Not this guy who got his first girlfriend in college who happened to live in Ohio when I lived in Michigan and I made a $100 phone call late at night when we were away on summer vacation. Not this guy. I could have used that service. My parents were not happy with me. What are you going to do? What indeed? Okay, so the guys go up into a tower and they look, the girls are now driving in, but that's going to attract the sandworm. Let's warn them. Uh, So the guys take their shirts off, or should I say Jughead takes his shirt off and he is uncomfortably ripped. Yeah, yeah, I I enjoyed this uh, because if you're familiar with the Riverdale show, uh, Jughead ends up kind of being a stud. Uh, it's, it's one of the twins. I believe it's Cole Sprouse. One of the twins from, uh, sweet life of Zach and Cody and Zach and oh, Cody on one deck. of the kids that used to come into my miniature store all the time and hang out. That's right. Zach and Cody did that. Uh, they're adults now, so it's okay to say that they're hot, I guess. Uh, but they ended up being studs or I think it was Cole Sprouse was the one on Riverdale. So he ended up being a stud. So I like the fact that they laid, they laid the groundwork early, but also he has no nipples in this, which is like very common in cartoons to not give people nipples. And I would just love to know the thinking behind it because I am afraid that it probably is like, well, you can't show, can't show nipples. That's too sexual. And then, then, then like people are like, if you're going to draw a naked man, you got to draw him without the nipples. So it's not sexual. Yeah. I need you all to look at this. Ray, I need you to post this so that everyone can see what Ray Stacanus thinks uncomfortably ripped is. I know. As soon as Ray said uncomfortably ripped, I was like, I think that Ray doesn't know what men's bodies look like who aren't... uh, uh, not millennial men who have two kids and maybe have let themselves go a little. <laughs> this is barely a two pack. Yeah. Um, okay. There's one line in there to demonstrate, uh, to show that there is a division between the pectoral muscles. All right. I'll give you that. Uh, and then there's his ribs, like the line of his ribs. And yet somehow you're pulling Arnold Schwarzenegger. from this. <laughs> 
I'm yeah. uncom- okay. 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 For uh, a couple of things I want to say here. One, this is, is any Jughead being anything more than doughy uh, is uncomfortably ripped to me. No, Second, I just think Ray is uncomfortable with anyone who isn't doughy because he has fooled himself into thinking that all men look like him. And when he is faced with the sad reality that that is not the fa- not the case, he spirals into depression. Gina, yeah, I've just... seen all men. They do look <laughs> like me. It's I'm sorry to say it. <laughs> uh, second oh. off, I, second off, I just want to say, uh, Gina, thank you for saying uh, slightly let himself go. I thought that was a very <laughs> much like Betty earlier. That was a very kind thing for you to say, and it should be called out. Um, and third of all, um, I feel like Gina has dated four or five jug- jugheads. Oh, at, at least. least. Are you kidding yeah. me? At the yeah. same time, I think is what he's trying to say. <laughs> yes. That's I the mean, let's be clear here. I only date jugheads. So this is my minimal. This is like how this is like you must be this tall to ride this ride. This is yep. a minimal amount of jacked for me that you need to be to ride this Gina <laughs> ride. <laughs> I mean. We all know it. <laughs> yeah, no lies detected. There's no reason to belabor that point. Or are we going to talk about how true theorems are next? I mean, you know, here we are. Uh, all right. So the guys make a whole bunch of noise. There we go. Uh, it's coming for them now. So they get into the car and they drive away. They drive the car cliffside. And you can see where this is going. They drive off the cliff, jumping out of the car. The sandworm barrels out the side of the cliff chasing after the car that went full Thelma and Louise. Okay. So first of all, uh, this, this is at least the second, uh, flat out stolen from tremors moment. The first moment is like this jacked moment when they're stuck in the tower happens in tremors. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, even like whipping the shirt around is something that like, Kevin Bacon does, but he like, he's not like shirtless. He's just like, well, he is shirtless at some point because when he meets the woman and she has the sunblock on her nose. Ray. Yes. Kevin Bacon is uncomfortably ripped. No, no, no. Jughead is not. No, Kevin Bacon in that movie is just kind of lean. He's not uncomfortably ripped. He's pretty, he's pretty lean though. But like this, this That's flying out of the uncomfortably flying out of the flying out of the mountain because you're being lured by something happens in tremors. Yeah. Uh, also, I posted that picture. I just want to point this out right now. I just posted on Twitter that picture of the jugs, jughead abs. Oh, the and jugs. Chris, Chris P. Bacon immediately responded. Chan picked this cartoon, huh? <laughs> He knew. He knew, Chan. <laughs> fair, fair enough. He knew. Um, I've been sussed out. I'm trying to think of all the really uncomfortably jacked characters in like different properties because that is a trope of a guy you think of as being sort of like a lesser than character, the smart kid, something like that. Who's and then takes popular. his shirt off and people are like, whoa. Yeah, that's that's a very common I mean, trope. I, w- I will say there's a moment in uh, BoJack Horseman where uh, Mr. Oh, yeah. Peanut Butter, Mr. Peanut Butter takes his, his shirt off and Diane goes, doggy doggy what now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's a uh, great show. Also, The Good Place. Uh, yeah, fine, cheaty. Fine uh-huh. cheaty. That's the example I could. I was reaching for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cheaty is uncomfortably ripped. 
Not uh, you guys have no idea what average amount of ripped looks like. Kevin Bacon and Tremors looks like average amount of ripped from the picture you just posted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's average. Yeah, that's too much. No, that oh god. Gina's like, this is average, and then shows us a picture of an Adonis. (laughs) A guy with one percent body fat. Gina's like, you know, an average guy like this. I get him all the time. What are you talking about? Sometimes I slum it and do two percent body fat. I'm saying that's a starting point. That's a good starting point. That's a great starting point. If you can start there. <laughs> I mean, look, I, 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 when I wrestled 150 years ago, I was never like ripped like that, but I was toned and I felt good I've about myself. I've seen those pictures, Ray. They're not, oh, look, boy. was I not toned? Oh, I wasn't boy. like doughy like I am now. I think, I think we need to examine what these words mean. I think <laughs> doughy is a completely different thing. Doughy is How like dare you. Doughy is like you're you're like if you lost like uh, like a few pounds, those muscles are starting to show again. And don't I know it? <laughs> I just Wait, had no. I just I was just sick and didn't eat for thirty seven straight hours, and I dropped about eight pounds, and I look great. <sighs> I should get sick more often. Hmm. Intermittent fasting works, guys. I got this app I can sell you. Hey, hey, y'all remember House of Buggin'? <laughs> what a great John Leguizamo. What a what a hero. Oh my John god. Le- what did I, you I, say? I came to the conclusion I did not know how to pronounce that man's last name. I knew when I said it it was a risk just now. Oh, but I did it ever, ever, he's an insanely ever. famous actor. John Leguizamo, who? Never heard of him. He hasn't been in dozens of the greatest movies of the past 30 years i know he's been in spawn and the mario brothers movie what has he done other are work you talking about okay now i think you're racist before we were joking about it but now i am 100 certain you are racist wait a minute why would that be he was in the movie spawn and he was also in the movie mario brothers you don't know how to pronounce his name you know two i definitely movies. do not you know, two movies that he's in, he's been nominated for like several, like, like dozens of times for awards. He got nominated for the Mario Brothers movie? Uh, like even, even just off the top of my head, which first of all, he still regularly acts. So the fact that you can't name anything sooner than like 20 years ago is insane. No, Ray hasn't watched uh, Ant-Man. That's not a thing. <laughs> hasn't seen i don't know the mandalorian that's probably too far back he was not him. in those stop it uh, also was, i learned how to pronounce his name wrong the first time back in like 1994 when house and of then, Bugging came and out and then you were racist so you never bothered to learn it you've also never seen any of the ice age movies i've yeah, definitely his, never seen an ice age movie no. his five-year-old daughter has never seen an ice age i'm movie. not no there are so much children's stuff you don't need to watch old children's stuff we have the disney plus uh channel or John Wick. I mean, or Romeo uh, and Juliet. John, John Wick. Or Romeo and Juliet. Uh, I mean, it's. I it's, did never see Romeo and Juliet. It's he's one of the most prolific actors. Excuse me. Also, star of The Pest. I should have remembered that one. Oh my god! Excellent movie. Excellent movie. Anyway. 
it turns out it was the worm from 100 years ago is the worm that we're dealing with now. We have to ring the bell to sing a song. The worm is now in downtown Riverdale creating havoc everywhere. It pulls like a giant semi-gas tanker truck under. So we got to ring the bell. We figure out that's the tradition. I think we've talked about this already. I will blaze through it. The sandworm suddenly gets very brazen and is now just on the surface. Don't exactly understand why. He's eating statues. Still doesn't. I don't get it. This does not track for me. Uh, But our heroes walk down the street, ringing that bell. And I think of that song from Stranger Things. Running down the street, ringing that bell. Sandworms go away. Yeah, when you guys let me talk on forever and don't take your cues, you get me singing. I hope you're happy with you did. I want to die. Everyone, you were the voice of the worm. <laughs> okay, this is when Chan tells us he was the worm. <laughs> The worm was, was the, the friends we made along the way, you guys. <laughs> when there was only one trail of slime behind you on the beach. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, it's also a little bit weird that as the worm travels underground, it does the Bugs Bunny Pismo Beach bit. <laughs> so I just, uh, I just occurred to me now, why does it turn the concrete into sand? That's a little strange. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, now that I think about it, this show makes no sense. <laughs> Um, uh, thankfully it works and the worm goes away and we're out of time. And that is literally the end of the episode. Yeah. Yeah. There's some weirdness near the end there where, uh, um, uh, they try and cram a lesson in. Yeah. He's trying to do like a sex in the city kind of like, uh, but it's all about like how tradition must be followed and it starts to feel a little, I don't know, clanny, little Civil War reenacty oh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you know, I was thinking like, this is so, this is so deep that like there has not been a hint of a lesson throughout this thing. Like it wasn't <laughs> like no. truly a, a, a teenage kid being like, hey, dad, I don't feel like putting on a kilt and dancing in the old town square. Isn't that unreasonable for a teenager? It's not like and then they and then like it's never really brought up again. And then in the end, he's like typing in his computer, Doogie Hauser style. Yeah, and that's he's right. Like, I guess the lesson is that like so, you never know what you're protecting with your traditions. And it's like, hold up, what's happening? (laughs) I thought it was really strange that the Archie mystery show would come out in favor of Civil War Southern statues (laughs) in the South. But here we are. I mean, I thought that I'd be a real doofus for carrying on our family. Also, I just really need to say that the synthesized bagpipes are (laughs) the worst. (laughs) Almost as bad as the synthesized rock guitar that was going on earlier. That's like, this is not like 2000s era synthesizers. This is the kind of sounds that you would get from a Casio, like a children's (laughs) Casio keyboard from the late 80s. It's so bad. Uh, But then the rest of this. I guess if I had just taken the time to learn the meaning behind the tradition, I would have realized how important it was to keep the history of our family alive. Who knows what evil lurks below the surface? And what silly traditions might save us from that evil. 
I mean, sure, it's a little bit of a stretch to suggest that uh, they were uh, his entire family were segregationists, but at the same time, <laughs> like uh, my daddy's 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 daddy lived in this all white town because I did not see a single uh, black person here, by the way. And I start to think that maybe it's a little creepier than they are on. I mean, here's the thing. The, like, he's like, oh, if I had taken the time to learn the history behind the tradition, it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess. Are you like, or maybe your dad could have been like, hey, we have to do this or a giant worm will eat the town. That would, it seems like something that uh, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have left out. <laughs> kids you should always do whatever tradition your parents say because otherwise your entire town could be destroyed because of something you did no i'm not talking about being gay (laughs) (laughs) yeah did you know that there's a youtube channel called buggin videos oh my god oh my god that is just clips from house i was looking for full episodes but i guess i have to settle for the clip show does it star uh, John Leguagino Mamas? That is the correct pronunciation of his name. <laughs> yeah, Thank Gina. You, Gina. Yeah. Uh, wait, yes. Look, listen, sometimes you learn a fact <laughs> wrong and no one corrects you for like 30 years till you're on a podcast. And you never mm-hmm. bother to listen to an interview with the person in question because you hate Latino people. Why? Why? Wait a minute. Why am I? I hate. How dare you? First. Why off. would you know the pronunciation of a name of a guy who has 163 <laughs> acting credits on IMDb? I don't know. I don't see how it's possible to have avoided it. <laughs> Unless uh, you were doing fair, so deliberately. I'm not going to lie. When you mention a bunch of these movies that he was in, I do not remember him from those movies it's at all. It's because you think they all Yikes. look alike. Yikes. I mean, look, it's not good. It's oh, not a good look. Minute. Are you talking about Michael Pena? Is that who you're talking about? Oh, no. He's like, he thought J-Lo starred in all those movies. <laughs> okay, hold on. No, no, no. J-Lo was definitely in Carlito's way. <laughs> Um, listen, you know, oh, p- people at home, you're on my side with this. You learned something wrong. There's no chance your brain can rewire it. You didn't know it was wrong for decades and you're just too stuck in your ways to change. What, uh, <laughs> you broke, you broke Chan's brain. John Leguizamo. That's uh, not how you pronounce it. No, no, we're going back. I just need to know. Because how's a buggin'? Okay. Okay, cool. Does this show take place in the buggin' verse? Oh, God. The BCU? <laughs> the buggin'. Cinematic <laughs> universe. I hate this so much. We're, we're, I think we're done I'm now. so happy right I now. I think we're done with life. Hey, you. No, 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 no. Don't look over here. Keep your eyes on the road. Got something for you. Take a listen to this. 
in the newest Pokemon, they have Score Bunny, which is a starter. What? Yes. Score Score Bunny. So it's it's a Fire Bunny that plays soccer. He kicks balls. He scores. Great. Score like Scorch, I think. Yeah. Oh, I get it. Like goal. Like Score Bunny. <laughs> Rad. There's Score Bunny who uses his mad soccer skills to steal, I think like donuts or something like that. How does he use his soccer skills to steal donuts? He kicks it. Oh, yummy. The best part is though, Score Bunny wants to go and follow Ash and go on big adventures. Oh but my Ash god, is like, Ash is still the main character of the f anime? Yes, where have you been? Yeah, so Ash is like, I'm getting on the train, I'm leaving, Score Bunny. And Score Bunny's like- Is it because like, he's 80 years old? That's why he sounds like that? <laughs> Nothing makes donuts taste better than a foot coming in contact with them. <laughs> if you like what you heard and love co-op with your friends, check out Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. That's Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast.